We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, done done that. that. Welcome to the Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast. Today is episode eight, and we're going to be talking about holiday break and homeschooling. How do you stay on track during a long break? We're going to be talking about incorporating the holidays into your school. We're going to be talking about how to motivate your child after a long break. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Maria. How you doing? I am great. I'm so excited because the holidays are here. I love this time of year. I love all of it. I love the hot cocoa, warm fires, time with family and making memories. I love all of it. Oh my gosh, I do too. I like to, you know, I like to fall asleep to Hallmark movies (laughs) every night. They're all the same movie. In fact, you can fall asleep during one and then wake up during the other one. And it can be a totally different movie with different people, but it's really the same plot. So, so the, you can just keep going. That's always the businesswoman. She's single and she moves to her hometown because they were in dire straits. Or, right. Or some, somebody needs rescuing. And she's got that sassy best friend. Tell her, you know, watch out. Watch out for your old flame. And she runs into him. He And he's a widower now. With, with a, a child. With a six-year-old. <laughs> They have a festival on Christmas Eve. A beautiful festival where they fall in love. And save the company. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. They save the town, too. And the town. And all the people. Oh, and there's like that random town guy that looks like Santa. Oh, and there's some old biddy that finally her heart warms like the Grinch. Yes, everybody gets along. It's fabulous. (laughs) So, you know, I actually made bingo cards for the Hallmark movies one year, like as a joke. And uh, then all my friends wanted them, so I made it in, like, a PDF, and I sent it to people. But now you can buy them at Hallmark. Like, they make their what? own. They marketed their own. They totally copied me. I should have trademarked it. You should have. I know. It's yeah, ridiculous. Here you, are, here you are podcasting. You I should know. have been working for Hallmark all these years. I know. Years. Hallmark, where are you? Those, uh, <laughs> that was my idea. My genius idea. Well, even though it's fun and warm and all the fun things that the holidays are, unfortunately, a lot of people feel a lot more stressed than usual. Oh, yeah. It can be a lot between all the events and all the relatives to see, sometimes some really good relatives and sometimes some a little more challenging. <laughs> all, you know, all the things. Some people shop a lot, decorate, and all the preparations. But then throughout all that, then you're going to homeschool too. Ooh, how are we going to fit that in? <laughs> the holidays are really a great time to relax and sometimes just take a break from that structured homeschooling. Yeah, you know, uh, formal schoolwork is not going to go anywhere. It's still going to be waiting for you at the first of the year. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of homeschool parents take off for most of December, get into the holiday spirit and sure. do a lot of things that we're going to be discussing on this episode. So, I mean, there's so much fun stuff going on, so why not? It it does not mean that your kids are not going to learn during this time. Right now would be a great time to remember all the reasons why you're homeschooling. Ultimately, you're trying to raise good people, and you want to teach them to enjoy life. Sure. I don't know if you ever used to follow the blog uh, Rants from Mommyland with 
Juliana and Lydia. Do you remember that? I do. Okay, mm-hmm. they were so funny. Um, I loved all of their stuff. But so they used to refer to the time of year between Halloween to, to December as like the Halloween to holidays death spiral. <laughs> And so um, you may have thought we were just going to talk about December in this episode. Oh, since no. That's where let's, we're at. Let's but start in October. Yep. This starts in October. <laughs> You've been plugging along since the school year started. Now, bam, your plans are being totally derailed by all the fun fall parties and all the planning and all the countdown to winter holidays. So how do we stay on track during the holidays? So, yes. Yeah, so, you know, some kids do just fine taking a break from homeschooling and they can just pick up where they left off. In fact, some kids really benefit from that. We talked a little bit about that in our preschool episode, how sometimes walking away from like difficult um, parts of homeschooling and then returning to them later with a little bit more maturity can just make a huge difference. Um, But other kids can get totally undone when taking a break, which can force you into doing a ton of review before you, you know, get back into your groove. So, um, you know, here are some different ways that you can avoid this. You can try schooling year round which is like doing less work each day, but just doing it every day. Right. You can drop all subjects except for maybe just do one or two. Yeah. Um, Some people like to math year round because it's hard. You know, one of those things that build on top of each concept. So it's hard to take a big break from something like that. Yep. You can also change your existing lessons to incorporate holiday themes or crafts. We're going to talk about a bunch of that later on in this episode. Right. And encouraging other activities that still build skills like a lot of free reading or things that involve hand-eye coordination. Yep. And we will include some of the links and things that we will be discussing on this episode on our show notes. So be sure to check it out. And I have a special bonus for you this week. As you approach the holidays, I have created a downloadable PDF document for free for all of our listeners. It is Advent Calendar Cards, and they focus on holiday family fun and kindness that you can do with your family out in your community. There are so many cards to choose from, and I have included some blank cards so you can even personalize it for your family and some of the activities that you may want to do. I suggest that you print them on cardstock and you can add them to a homemade Advent Calendar Or you can just simply put them in a mason jar and decorate the mason jar. And every morning you can just pick a card and do one of the fun activities. So they're simple and easy. So be sure to check that out after you listen. We would love it if you would take a second to go out there and like and rate us on your favorite streaming platform. Go out and check us out. Give us a thumbs up. So how do you incorporate the holidays into your school? Well, first of all, homeschooling during the holidays it's that's an ex- excellent example of how homeschooling can be adapted to your lifestyle. Totally. And many times new homeschooling parents will feel stressed about keeping up with the schedule regardless of any changes in their daily life. And this is especially common if families have recently switched from public school or simply haven't adjusted to the boundless opportunities of the freedom that homeschooling allows. So if you fall within this mindset, let me calm your fears. It's okay to slow down and relax and just take a break from that regular book learning. Right. You know, I'm reading uh, right now Julie Bogart's The Brave Learner. I don't know if you've read that, but it's a fabulous book. And uh, she has a quote in there that I loved. Uh, She says, kids who bake woodwork and quilt have a better grasp of what fractions are than a child who encounters them on worksheets. Mm -hmm. So you know what? When we're in that moment, we're trying to incorporate these holidays into our school and kind of freaking out, embrace it. 
for years and years, my family struggled with getting off track this time of year. And um, I, I would joke that we were just bagging everything for a home ex semester. You know, whenever my friend would call and be like, oh, what are you guys doing today? You know, maybe we can get together after you're done with schoolwork. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're very, very busy. It's, it's home ex semester. <laughs> She's like, you're doing nothing, aren't you? I finally decided to actually plan out a home ex semester. Um, we talked about this in one of our preschool episodes. And I'm just, I'm a list lover. And uh, I found these fabulous uh, stress-free holidays printables from a, a blog, a household management blog that I follow. I'll link them in the show notes. But this blog does all kinds of challenges and lists for all kinds of household organization tasks. And so I used that schedule as my base. And I'll, I'll be sharing some of the things that we did for home ex semester uh, in this episode. So right now I wanted to kind of list out kind of informally some of the things that to kind of give you some really applicable things that you can do with your family uh, as you step away from some of that formal learning. And one of the first things that you can do, you want to really consider all the reasons why you're there with your children is to make festive memories instead. One of the best holiday homeschool schedules is one without structured lessons. Perhaps maybe take this time to spend time together. Uh, and just see where the day goes without homeschool on your daily schedule. One thing that comes to mind is one year when the kids were little, maybe, I don't know, between the ages of six and 12, we got a lot of friends together. We were really into the Polar Express movie with Tom Hanks. And so I decided to do a little Polar Express party. And uh, we had friends over and we did a bunch of train activities and we made snacks and had crafts and watched the movie and I made hot cocoa and I made little laminated tickets because what homeschooler doesn't have a laminator? (laughs) Of Um, course, it's like a rule. Little tickets with little bells on it and put their name on there and and made those into little ornaments for them as a little keepsake. Oh, I love it. Uh, And, you know, then every year when they see those ornaments on the tree, they remember what a fun time they had at their Polar Express party. I love that. Uh, You know, we do uh, and we we do things, several things like that, too. We also um, I'm sure you do this too. go out and pick out matching outfits for a holiday photo um, and make your own cards. I say make your own. I mean, you can craft your own, but I make them at shop butterfly or snapfish (laughs) but the kids do help they can get online and they can help you pick the best background and you know which pictures are the best and kids love addressing and stamping envelopes and making an address list there's writing course 101 yeah there you go you got some copy work down Right. Another thing you can do to get away from some of that formal learning is to add in craft days, like make an entire day with nothing but crafts. Your kids are going to learn a lot making things and getting creative. They can make gifts or most importantly, they're going to be making memories. From the time my kids were little, they were making Christmas presents for family. Uh, We did everything from making artwork to creating concrete stepping stones with their hand or footprint with their little name in there. Those still sit outside my front door. They would learn so much just building and creating. And, you know, and a gift doesn't always have to be a craft. Sure. Uh, One year I made a CD of my kids singing with their little tiny voices. And what's kind of funny because my 15 year old now, he wants to be a musician and he wants to be a a singer songwriter. And I'm like, okay, I have his first CD. One day it's going to be worth a million dollars when he's famous. Of course. (laughs) 
though. And grandparents eat that yeah. too. They love they love those kind of gifts. So those are awesome. We did a lot of crafting as well. We would go to the fabric store for Halloween. We'd go and search all the pattern books, find costume ideas, buy fabric, and sew them. You know, and that's a great way to also spend you know five hundred dollars <laughs> or so on, on fabric a- that you'll you'll wear one time. <laughs> for this costume (laughs) and then they'll sometimes appreciate a store-bought one (laughs) another year still we did it we learned how to use a pattern and did all that we uh oh a trunk or treat so I'm, I'm like back in October again. I'm kind of going in a row here. But um, it's all crafts during the yeah, holidays. We, right. did a, we did a trunk or treat theme every year. We kind of planned that out like a year in advance. We love <laughs> to do that. Uh, we all decorate. There, there was one podcast we were working on that we were like, we got to get our fall houses ready. Sometimes we do, um, I'm, have you done a craft fair? We did We did one like last year with our Girl Scout troop, but we've done that several times where we get our supplies together, make uh, something to market, and then the kids all trade the stuff. Yeah, they do that with the homeschool group sale up in McKinney. They do that every year. They'll do a a park day where a lot of the times the kids will make crafts. Some of them crochet or some of them create little things for gifts. And sometimes they just barter, which is kind of a fun way. You don't need currency. So yeah, it's, cool. it's super cute. And the kids love to do that. I always push this on everybody, but I make I don't use wrapping paper and I make all my own fabric gift bags. I have brought everybody on board because this is like the ultimate craft project is to make your own bags and use them instead of wrapping paper. Brilliant. It changes your life. It's amazing. We've also, uh, you know, we were a family of hoteliers, so we have uh, organized table decor and learned about napkin folds. Um, And you can find all kinds of cool videos, especially like cruise ships and different formal events have all kinds of weird napkin folds that they can make. And so one year I gave the kids all my formal napkins, uh, had them iron them, and then they made them into all kinds of weird shapes and just discussed what they were going to do for, you know, each formal meal that we were going to do. That's etiquette one one right there and polishing silverware <laughs> is the best thing that you can give to a kid well it's one of my favorite cleaning jobs to do anyway it's like instant gratification it is it is it's one of the few things you can do that you can see the end result so um kids love to do that so you can totally substitute that as a craft right even though it's really a cleaning thing <laughs> they don't know they don't have to know that no they don't Okay, the next thing that's kind of an obvious one is holiday cooking and baking. It's a fantastic way to not only bond with your child, some of those family treasured recipes are so important to teach your kids, uh, pass it on. My mom called me the other day and she was like, hey, would Cameron, he's 15 years old, like to come and help us do some of the holiday meal preparations? Uh And I asked him, and of course, he was like, absolutely. He wants to learn all about that. He wants to know his heritage. He's kind of at that age. He wants to know where he came from and spend time with his grandparents. And That's a great way to do it. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. We also um, copied a friend several years ago. Candace posted a hot cocoa bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Our hot cocoa bar, as soon as the temperature drops below 70, I'm like, hot cocoa bar. Yep. And it's so, (laughs) this is like the most fun and simple little project you can do in your house that will make your kids so excited. And you just just set aside a part of your kitchen and, and put 
just marshmallow, any kind of like hot cocoa topping. Like, what do you have in yours? I, I have like I peppermint can't, sticks. Yeah, candy canes are fantastic. They're cheap and they're, you can buy them at the dollar store. Yeah, and they just, can use them as stirs. Oh, you know what? And I used to think that when people did that, I thought they were crazy. I'm like, why mm. would you put peppermint in your hot cocoa? And I tried it and I fell in love. I love that flavor. Yeah, we um, have um, holiday sprinkles. Um, I always Big Lots always has really cool like stuff. I get different shaped marshmallows and then holiday sprinkle mm-hmm. things in different colors. And of course, there's you know the trusty old marshmallow and whipped cream. Those yeah. are always fun. Um, chocolate shaving. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll do that. Uh, do some mini M and M's. Ooh, the red I've and green ones. That. I've not done that one. Oh, yeah, okay. they're delicious. And so I bought I bought some actual like hot cocoa mugs. They're big and colorful for Christmas, and we put them out. And um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. The hot cocoa bar is and actually I introduce it in fall. So I have a fall hot cocoa bar. Mine has morphed like every year it gets bigger and bigger. Like now it takes up like an entire counter mm-hmm. in my kitchen, not just like a little square. But so it morphs from my fall hot cocoa bar, which is a little subdued, to it has a massive glow up to my holiday hot cocoa <laughs> you bar. can have even special hot cocoa bar days where you do like cocoa hot cocoa bombs those are always oh fun. yeah those are so fun yeah, they are. and i've seen a bunch of people one of my friends sonia always posts pictures of uh charcuterie but then they're not really charcuterie because it's not meat and cheese but it's different like graham crackers and cookies and all different things oh, arranged mm. with the hot cocoa okay. bar you need to do that this year i'm coming yeah. over but also speaking of food what about our creepy Halloween food party? I love it. I love it every year. It's one of our favorite times. I didn't do my normal creepy food this year. Usually I do hot dogs and I wrap croissant rolls around it and cut little eye holes with a straw and put little black olives in there and make little mummy, oh, mummy so dogs. So cute, yeah. This year I made spider eggs, deviled eggs they with were awesome. black olive spiders on top. Yes, and we were talking about how our friend Mary did them one year and she um, somehow dyed the eggs black. Yeah, they look They were terrible. super creepy. <laughs> all this stuff. I earmark all of these um, creepy food recipes and things that I see like during the year, but then I always make the same exact thing. I always make a vomiting guacamole pumpkin. Your worms. And my barbecued worms. And then a pumpkin dip, which is not creepy. But but anyway, we do this every year, and it's so much fun. And the kids love to find ideas. They talk about it all year long. <laughs> um, oh, we do a punch with dry ice, which I couldn't find this year. So the kids are like, that's just your New Year's Eve punch then. It's not even special. I'm still sad about that dry <laughs> ice. I don't know why you couldn't find it. It's one of my favorite things to do when the kids are little um, oh, science experiments. It's so much fun. It gives us like a full 24 hours of fun on <laughs> Halloween when we can find that. Continuing on with food, um, we would scour the internet and cookbooks for like fabulous like Thanksgiving and hors d'oeuvre recipes and different holiday uh, like Christmas morning casseroles. Um, we read a ton of America's Test Kitchen food experiments. Um, I love, you know, they're the gold standard for recipes. Um, we also loved Alton Brown. Do you love Alton Brown? And I his, love him. Oh, my gosh. So all of his old Good Eats episodes, um, we would use those kind of as a base and learn, uh, teach the kids how to master the basics of things like making a roux or gravy, right. um, roasting a turkey, how to make the best mashed potato. We'd like, We did a macaroni and cheese competition. He did a baked one and a stove one, and so we did that to see which one was the best taste testing and then we did a a pie crust competition that was during kind of like the pie hike it was yeah because my old hiking group pie hike started as a pie baking competition like got (laughs) out of hand like very the friendships were ruined yeah we throw down nicole and i are not competitive at (laughs) all not not at all but the pie crust competition we were comparing different like somebody made a butter crust somebody made a crisco somebody made something else 
Oh, store-bought, I think. But that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you can do so much stuff with food during the holidays that's still learning. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the next thing you can do when you set aside some of that formal learning is you can create a holiday writing assignment. Uh, a lot of times kids are really excited. If you celebrate Christmas and you have Santa, you might encourage them to write a letter to Santa, um, teach them the appropriate way to le- write a letter, do fun things. You can write poetry, can, you know, just creative writing, writing a holiday story, write an end to one of their favorite holiday movies. It's just a lot of fun for the kids to do. Sometimes if you write a song or a poem, you can give it away as a holiday gift. And it doesn't even have to be a physical skill set to write. When my kids, you know, a lot of times they had these really great creative story ideas, but they didn't have the ability to actually physically write them or type them out yet because they were too little. And so they would dictate stories to me and I would I, I can type pretty fast and I would type them out and print them we would just make a little booklet and oh, they would love they would thumb through and make some of the artwork so creating their own little book was always a lot of fun yeah that's wonderful I have a friend who used to do a copywork project with her kids uh, with Christmas songs because you know these are songs we just sing once a year and not everybody knows all the words like especially for some of these old old ones that we've been mm-hmm. singing and mm-hmm. you know it was kind of the joke that like we always sing them with the wrong lyrics so she did a copy work uh, exercise with that and so it was an interesting way to incorporate writing and in, into something fun but still learning during the holidays right and uh, one thing I wanted to mention on that is in addition to writing songs you can actually do like holiday karaoke oh, uh, be- fun. yeah beyond the normal karaoke which actually my 15 year old was one of my teaching him to read tactics was karaoke it's a fantastic way to teach young kids how to read yeah you can also teach them how to read during the holidays during some of these songs that they know and they're right there on the screen the words are on the screen so they can read them so there's reading 101 yeah that's (laughs) super cool I had a book uh, a a car karaoke book of holiday songs that we used to take and it had like different booklets for different people whether you were sitting in the front or the way back mm-hmm. and we passed them out but I remember you and I took the kids to like a lights oh, like a drive through lights yeah. thing and we sang and sang and sang that night mostly because the line was really really long oh my gosh but- <laughs> I think it took us over an hour just to get to the entrance. Right, to the entrance of the thing. But oh I think we had the book that night. I think they had it uh, in the car, and we were all doing it. And, and, of course, they were playing all the music, so it was a lot of fun. But so like, along with uh, another thing to write, write your gift list. You could whisper <laughs> it in Santa's ear, but I would also like to have a copy, please. So, uh, you know, I had the kids really help us. Uh, create a holiday budget for gifts and travel and other expenditures and you know they would make their gift lists that would fit within those parameters we'd also uh, search online for coupons or deals that might help us save money when uh, purchasing things budgeting 101 yep making shopping lists the kids really like got into kind of competitive about looking for deals like (laughs) we got to the point where we found so many like online coupons or free shipping or you know 20 percent off that it became it became such a a ordeal when we would find something that we couldn't find a coupon for we'd be like seriously keep looking keep looking it's out there (laughs) another way that you can separate yourself from some of that formal education is making some stem projects like i mentioned earlier some dry ice if you can find it apparently right now it's Mm -hmm. a little scarce but the you know you want your kids to wear gloves there's a lot of precautions that you have to make but there are some really cool experiments that you can do with dry ice. It's so fun. You can make 
homemade snow globes. Uh, my kids love to solder and I would uh, get little solder projects. There was one year that they soldered their little holiday tree with little Christmas lights and they were so proud. You Aww. couldn't do the little uh, circuit and lit up the tree. Uh, another year I did, I always do these little advent stockings and I bought them at the dollar store. They came, I think, four in a pack and I just hung them on a string across my living space in my homeschool room uh, with little binder clips and and inside I put pieces of paper and inside was a little project that they did every day like oh it could be something like build a car with your Lego and they would yeah. run over and you know go in through shuffling through the Legos anybody with kids knows that sound <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I do um, but all, yeah. all kinds of other things there's countless lists you can go online you can google you can find all kinds of stem activities so that's really fun yeah some of the classic ones are uh, making ornaments with like science seems like cutting out snowflakes oh, oh yes. you know that's all that's all math and sciencey to get those to work the way that you want them to oh, so that when you open them up we did that uh, with food also yeah, yeah this is one of my favorite things to do is we still do this is you take a tortilla and you cut it you fold it like a <gasps> Really? Oh yeah. my goodness. And you cut it and then you can do a little spray oil on there, a little cinnamon and sugar and bake it. Oh my it, gosh. And you eat that. It's so good. Oh, like that's a, a great idea. Like, like I want to go home and do that right now. Like a cheap churro. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally going to. Uh, we even, we found, uh, you can find online patterns for different um snowflakes too so one year we um, you, I've told you before that I'm a little bad about choosing craft projects that are a little bit above the level that my kids were at and so one year I found these really cool Star Wars ones and <laughs> for us to make and I think like everybody cut their you need it it wasn't even just scissors like you needed a exacto knife I think we all cut ourselves little they're like ambitious bloody, Nicole. bloody snowflakes hey four-year-old here cut this <laughs> but they're really cool so if you have older kids that like Star Wars go look those up they're they're online somewhere oh I'll link them in the show notes there we go yeah um, we've also done, you know, making pipe cleaner, different kind of shapes, uh, geometric shapes, and then putting beads on them to make those. And um, slime. Kids love slime, and you can make snow slime. You know, Jillian was our slime expert. I don't know how you make snow slime, but we had some of that that well, we always made. I want to know how to make. I don't know how to make slow slime. We, we make slime all the time, but snow slime? Yeah. I What's think I have it. Well, you have to order some jar from Amazon that there's some ingredient. I think we need that in our yeah, show notes because I, I want to know what show. that is. I will find the snow slime and put it in there. So <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's also, uh, you know, it's also important to remember we're kind of going in and out like holidays, Christmas, holiday. You know, there's 14 different religious holidays in the month of December. We're kind of using the term holidays to cover all of that. Yeah, we're all going to have different traditions that we're following. But we also uh, try to learn about the 14 different holidays in the month of December. So we would go and check out books from the library and learn about those, uh, attending different services or celebrations. And we watched a ton of YouTube videos about different people's ways of celebrating. Right. And uh, I've been there and I know you've been there too. There's just this Buddhist temple down the street and they do like a luncheon every day. Yeah. The food's amazing. So just checking out some of those places and broadening your children's outlook on things like that are super educational. Yeah. Uh, another thing you can do is uh, build a lap book. We talked about that in our preschool series, but you can do one specifically inspired by the holiday that your family celebrates or all of the 14 holidays celebrated during the month of December. Uh, you could do an entire unit study about the seasons, um, you know, just as the leaves are changing and you can do leaf rubbings things like that so one of the things uh, now that we've got some some of our kids are away at college 
they really look forward to coming home and doing all of the holiday events and field trips because we would always make a giant family calendar and fit in all of the local things that we wanted to do, mm-hmm. which which you usually did with us as well. <laughs> we did a ton, right? So many things. Another thing you can do is Christmas caroling. A friend of ours in McKinney, every year she organizes caroling and we go mm-hmm. around. We talk. We can talk about the origins of caroling. There are so many ways to incorporate learning into the holidays. Um, another thing that we like to do are the trains at North Park Mall down here in Dallas. Uh, they benefit the Ronald McDonald House. Fantastic organization. But they can learn about the history of locomotives. You can teach your child why this organization is so important. Talk about childhood illness. Talk about why other people are in need. Another one of my favorite annual activities is our horse-drawn carriage ride through the holiday lights. We love to go see that. There's certain areas in town that are all lit up. I think it's actually part of their homeowners association that they have to decorate for the holidays. It's wild. Uh, Yeah. And so we um, sign up and we get this, you know, and it's not too costly because we split the cost among everyone um several families and so that's a lot of fun it is a great time we uh, we also go to the arboretum does their 12 days of christmas like giant mm-hmm. um they're giant they're like globe. yeah the people ones are because they're mannequins yeah. they're little and my kids actually made it the 13 days and the last one zombies uh, they so. do look like zombies. they're so, so see they're writing they're writing songs they're writing <laughs> lyrics kids are creative um, that counts as homeschooling <laughs> during home ex semester. Um, but yeah, we try to do all of the, we do lights often. We do, um, there's so many holiday events in town that you can tune into. So find those, take your kids, take a day off, make those memories. Yeah, I remember just last year, uh, Walmart actually did something in this parking lot and one oh, of their big yeah. parking lots, the big snow globes. And they, it was like a toy making machine well, actually, there was a part of the snow globe that I think there were four snow globes and each one had a certain task. And one of them, you push the button and it did a little thing, almost like a Willy Wonka. And it spit out a, a wrapped gift toy and they oh. gave that to you. And then there's Hot Cocoa Station yeah. and uh, I think a little photo booth. I can't remember yeah. what the fourth one was. So and, and they love that. And don't even discount like for your older ones. Like I said, my co- my college kids are loved. So we our town that we live in it has a little Christmas village that it does oh. every year. And um, the, it's got these miniature buildings. They're all sponsored by different things, and mm-hmm. it's so much fun to walk through. And like my big kids still like love that. Did you when see they, they see moved it? it because City Hall yeah. got burned? Yeah. Well, and um. As you know, the McLean Irish dancers perform at the oh, that's the right. Christmas Village you know. every year. They love they love to see that come out every year. So even though I would not think that they would want to go to this event because they're way too old for it, they still love it because we did it every year when they were little. Another great way for your child to continue to learn are board games. Yeah, uh, board games are great tools for childhood development and learning. They teach problem solving, improves logical thinking, and even better, they're great for the entire family or just to hang out with friends. You know, we host a big New Year's Eve party every year that is a board game and soup party that I copied from a friend, my friend Karen, many years ago. (laughs) But it's a lot of fun and people bring games. I have a lot of games. Uh, You have a lot of games. So we bring those all and uh, everybody just kind of plays as they want. 
cards are great. That's what we did in my family. We always, my grandparents always were great with cards, even as they aged. So that was always something we would all sit down, like everybody of all ages could do cards. Right. Of course, this is my favorite because I love Mm -hmm. to read, but Cuddling Up by the Fire with a great book. I mean, this is an important way to keep your child reading through the holiday. You can choose a holiday-inspired book. Um, We love Charles Dickens, some of those favorite classic books. Just something from your child's favorite author. Um, When my kids were little, they loved Magic Treehouse books. Um, They got a little older. Of course, they love Harry Potter and Gregor the Overlander, Percy Jackson. Yeah. Read to them. Even older children, they benefit immensely by being read to. Sure. And it's, it's a lot of fun to share a story together. My friend Paula, she actually does an advent calendar, and every day she has the children, they unwrap a book and read yeah. it that day. It's just a little short book. So Yeah, that's adorable. I love that. And I like when people do that with different wrapping paper and make it re- look really cute. It's a lot of fun. We also have, a, we've got a big basket of books that come out with my holiday decorations of um you know, holiday books. Um, and I also have special blankets that come out on my couch. My kids all fight. Everybody <laughs> fights over the Christmas tree blanket. Um, but just part of like making your house cozy, you know, during the holidays so that it en- encourages everybody to want to cuddle up with a book and read. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that. That's my favorite time too. Right. And uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, which is a huge part of our school year, but also especially during the holidays, is volunteering. It's a great way to teach your kids to give back. We've always done Meals on Wheels. Uh, We volunteered and helped at the Senior and Alzheimer's Center. Uh, You can help at a soup kitchen. Uh, You can do things like just gather winter coats from friends and hand them out to the homeless. You can bake a treat or deliver it to an elderly neighbor or just go over for a visit. Help them out. You know, their lawn maintained or, you know, anything around their house. Sometimes these people are alone and they need help. And it's you're teaching your children how to give back whenever you're doing things like that. Absolutely. Um, When you're uh, my friend Paula, I mentioned earlier, she's a voracious reader and taught her children to love books. And she organized a huge book collection event. So big. And we gathered all these books up and we went to an underserved school. Some of these young school kids didn't have any books at home. So they came over and our kids helped them pick out books. Then they all sat down and our kids sat at the front and read some of these books to the kids. And they had a great time. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yep. And I know, you know, we volunteer all year round, but especially during the holiday season, everybody just feels more generous and everything. And so tap on that. My friend Denise does a blanket drive every year Mm -hmm. and that's great she'll collect uh, money or because she'll go to Walmart and get all of the uh, they have very inexpensive blankets that you can pick up almost all the time and or people will donate and give blankets that they've bought and they're great because you can use them for people you can use them for animal shelters love donations like that and so it's a great way to uh, just tap into everybody's generosity this time of year. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. Um, And if you have any additional ideas or comments, like come to our Facebook page and you can comment on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd love to hear from you. And our last episode of the year is going to be a Q&A. And we'd love to get some of your questions so that we can answer them on that episode. So send them in.
Right. And after all of this, after months or however long you decide to kind of do this more unstructured learning, after all this excitement, oftentimes we welcome, and our students do, we welcome a return to our regular school programming in January. Absolutely. I know you know both you and I um, and many homeschool moms are calendars are essential to our sanity but you know that holiday season is a great time to just step back take a deep breath kids get burned out so do we but the great news is there's so many ways to keep your kids learning through the holiday season and we just shared a bunch of those so one of the big questions that are asked is how do you motivate your child after a long break some kids are welcoming it like i said and some kids it might take a minute for them to kind of get their motor started right and you know like traditional school families there's just always such a rush and excitement to get back to school in September and in January you know even if you school year-round like we often did it can be extra motivating to like get organized and like fine-tune existing routines maybe buy a curricula on sale so I say you ride these highs and use them to your full advantage because it's and it's going to happen again you know September it's going to happen again in January this happens every year I always try to do something special like I always do like a not back to school basket Mm -hmm. where I give the kids IDs and sometimes school supplies science kits sometimes some art supplies and candy and I've done sunglasses Starbucks gift cards And oh, and sometimes I'll put little pieces of paper in there, like little tickets, uh, like get out of math day for free. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Or put down the books and go outside for the whole day. (laughs) And it's a lot easier to do when they're younger and you're not outsourcing very much because you kind of have full control. Your baskets are always very clever. My kids are always (laughs) like, where's our back to school baskets? And I'm like, maybe at Maria's house. I don't know. (laughs) I love to do that. They're awesome. First of the school, I always do kind of like a... A first day of school questionnaire they do their weight and height and like what's your favorite book what's your favorite movie and what's your favorite food and so I do that and then after they fill it out I show them the previous year and they always uh-huh. look and see how much they've grown but That's then fun. at the beginning of the year in January once we're starting back after a long break I always do kind of like a resolution thing But one thing I wanted to add about starting back after the holiday break is I always try to accept the fact that it's going to take them several days to really get started. So I usually don't start with everything and have this high expectation that everything's going to get done. I start a little slower. Say we're doing math instead of doing like a whole math page. I'm like, okay, we're going to do two problems or kind of if we're going to start a book, like maybe just do the intro or something instead of expecting a child to, you know, read a couple chapters in a day. Yeah, that's a smart way to do that. We often ease in or kind of stagger our return to school a little bit like this. Sometimes it's just the way that some of the outside classes we are like operate you know as we've done stuff with the community college or the local school schedule they just kind of happen like that but we also do that on purpose uh, just to ease in and make it a slow and relaxed return and that's just makes everybody happier um so yeah use this time this fresh start a new tradition make things magical you know find a new routine and rhythm like maybe what you were doing before you took that big break was wearing on you and it's time for something fresh and new so use that to your advantage yeah let's talk about that more next time in episode nine we're going to be discussing the difference between schedules routines and rhythms organizing your day and talking about different planning methods happy holidays cheers 
Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast.